Hello everyone, welcome once again to Cinema Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror-related science fiction, fantasy, hard-to-find movies, gems in the rough, all that good stuff. Today I am going to yet again try and slog through the rest of my honorable mentions of 2014. I was hoping to have this wrapped up, but the other two episodes that I did on this particular subject took longer than I thought because I watch so many movies throughout the year and so many movies fall under the soft underbelly banner that to touch on them all in one 30-minute episode is just, it can't be done. And even two, it can't be done. Now let's try for three. Maybe, maybe I might be able to get this done in three if I really uh, just get down to business and rock and roll through this. So, uh, And before I get started on that, I wanted to say uh, I had a great... uh, pod show taping last night with my co-host Derek Marner on Movie Freaks, so look for that uh, coming soon to YouTube, and hopefully in the near future, iTunes as well, uh, we were hoping to have the show up in January on iTunes, and we shall see, that might still happen, so stay tuned for that, but uh, a lot of good stuff that we covered on our show last night, so stay tuned, I would guess in the next couple of days that will be up and viewable, so... Uh, okay, back at it. Uh, I'm really gonna gonna push through these today, and in the hopes that I can get these done, because I have a a lot of uh, a lot of different categories of stuff that I want to talk about when I get this done. And, and what is really helping uh, make my list of things that I'd like to to cover in the next month or two is going through this list and seeing there's so many movies that I saw last year that. Oh, I'd like to expound on that one, but you know, okay, that's that's for this episode, that's for this episode, that's for this episode, and it's almost like as I'm going through the list, I can uh, I can tell which ones are going to go together to make a, a nice little thirty minute episode. So uh, there you go. Okay, I think the last time I stopped on, uh, I think it was between Willow Creek, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, I I think that I touched on Scarecrows as well. Um, so yeah, I, there's a couple here that I see that I've, I've hit on. So let's see here. Uh, think I talked about Deadly Blessing, the Wes Craven Amish movie that was okay. Cat of Nine Tails, House of a Thousand Corpses, which is one of my, uh, lightning in the bottle movies that, that I watch once, sometimes twice a year from Rob Zombie. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is, uh, is pretty much the definition of what I think of my show. Um, so if you imagine, okay, what is Cinema Soft Underbelly? It would be House of a Thousand Corpses. That's the type of movie that I I try to find. Um, it's just the soft underbelly. There's something about House of a Thousand Corpses that uh, I will be watching and enjoying 20 years from now, more than likely. And it's not for everyone, that's for sure, but... Uh, I just hold a special place in my heart. I really, really like the movie, and uh, I I would say even if you're not a horror fan, you should give it a chance, mainly because of the color scheme that Rob Zombie shot it in, and just how, while it feels kind of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre-type throwback, it's very much its own beast, and it's it's like a a trip inside Rob Zombie's mind, and it works brilliantly. I love it. Um, 
Um, so I, boy, I, you know, I forget some of the stuff that I talked about. Um, True Detective, I see that I, I, I recall talking about that. Um, so I'm just gonna just pick pick one movie and just start talking because honestly, I, I don't remember where I left off. Um, so we got uh, the Gorgon. That may have been it actually. Now that I see now that I see that uh, Halloween two and um, Halloween 2 would be the 1980 version with Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that uh, that it's, it, it is as good or better than the original Halloween. It takes everything that worked in Halloween and, uh, and makes it better, even. I love the, ha- the uh, hospital setting, setting in that movie, and uh, great movie. Are You Alone in the House? That got one and a half stars. And it was a TV, a made-for-TV movie that came out on DVD that for some reason I thought that I should watch and in the hopes that it's a gem in the rough. And it's not, of course. Um, for I watched the original Friday the 13th, another example of how to make the perfect 80s slasher movie. It's the original Friday the 13th. Um, I also watched in uh, uh, June The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, which is the third of the Hammer uh, Mummy movies. And it's the least of the bunch. However, upon a second rewatch, I thought that it was quite good. Uh, it's not near as good as Mummy's Shroud, and of course the original Mummy with Peter Cushing and uh, Christopher Lee. But it is still it is still good. It has great atmosphere. The Mummy looks really cool in it. Um, it's uh, it's a bit slow paced, and the Mummy really doesn't do a whole lot of damage until the final act. But it's still very watchable. Uh, of course, it is because it's. It's a Hammer movie from the '60s, and it stars, you know, it stars our our favorites, and of course, it's one of the big three: Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula. Take your pick; they're all good. Uh, then I watched Screamers, and uh, Screamers is interesting. Uh, another one that I've had pulled out numerous times to talk about on on my show. Um, I cannot believe how much I liked this movie. And there is a huge backstory on this movie. It's, it was originally an Italian action adventure set in the jungle. And then Roger Corman got his hands on it and he changed it. And the, from what I hear, the way he changed it uh, makes it way more, immensely more watchable. And it is. I actually, I'm looking here, I gave that four out of five stars. And it's out on Blu-ray, and uh, it is a blast. It, a complete blast. And it's fish men on an island killing off bad Italian actors. Not so much horror, a lot more action-adventure, uh, because that's what the, orig- the movie originally was. But I'm going to get it. That's another one that I'm going to get into at a later date, but rest assured, Screamers is going to... That's that's like a thumbs up there. Um and of course, The Fog, one of the very, very, very best John Carpenter movies ever made. Um, that one there is it's pushing best, best John Carpenter movie ever. Um, it, hanging with the Thing and Prince of Darkness as ev- everything about it works. The music, the atmosphere, the acting, the story, everything about it works so well, and that just shows how bungled the remake was. Um, so, which I'm not going to, I don't have enough time anyway for this, for my best of, I'm not going to sink time into that piece of trash. Uh, okay. So now we're into July. Watched Dolls, Stuart Gordon's eighties child's play type movie set in a big Gothic mansion with two old people that make dolls and the dolls come to life. And there's of course a, uh, uh, 
uh, several people show up at the house, some of which are kind of scumbaggy and then a kid, and you, you can just pretty much tell what's going to happen. 77 minutes long and great fun. This is actually one that my wife has watched with me several times, and she enjoys it too because it's, it's horror light. It's nothing scary about it, but it's fun. It's almost more of a of a fairy tale fantasy type thing with a couple of horror elements thrown in there. But the fact that it's kind of cheesy in eighties makes it an easy, easily digestible little horror movie. And I, I enjoyed it. I, I really did enjoy it. And, uh, that's one that you should, if you have not seen it, you should give that one a chance. Uh, as a, like I said, as a fun little fairy, it feel it just feels like this, a fairy tale fantasy type of thing. So, uh, then I got into uh, a pirate movie from Hammer Studios called Captain Clegg, and um, man, is that a good movie. Oh, man, 80 minutes long and not one minute is wasted. The storyline is so good in this. Peter Cushing is a is a pirate, and he's being hidden in this village, and the law shows up to try and catch him, and hijinks ensue, and it's just a fun fun pirate movie, and uh, I've seen it a couple times, and it's not one that after you watch once, you're like, oh, okay, one and done. It's like it's just it's so enjoyable. You can't help but like it. So, um, John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars, I've come around on that one. It's not great. In fact, it's fairly bad, but it's fun bad. It's gory. It's fast-paced, uh, and uh, it's silly, very silly. Uh, the the new metal-type soundtrack is... Laughable, Ice Cube is laughable. Natasha, Natasha Hendrick is laugh. Everybody, everything is laughable about this movie. But it's it's for some reason I watch it every now and then, and especially you know out pops Ice Cube, and I think this is the one that he has the golden Uzis or something in it, and it's just silly. So anyway, uh, then I watched the Final Terror, and the Final Terror is fantastic. Backwoods Deliverance type horror thriller. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Scream Factory released it, and what they went through to get all of the film elements to make that movie into one cohesive Blu-ray release uh, is enough to support the movie. And I, I, I'm such a—you know—I'm a huge fan of these smaller studios that are uh, that are really putting these hard-to-find gems out there. And Scream Factory is the front runner. Uh, Under the Skin is uh, the next one that I watched. And if you haven't seen that, shame on you. That is one of the very, very best movies of 2014. Probably in my, or definitely in my top five, if not my top two or three. Uh, that movie has got to be seen to believed to be believed. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is fantastic. She's an alien uh, on Earth to observe and collect men, kind of, sort of. And it is creepy and eerie and artsy and I love it. I love that movie. I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, and that's going to be happening very soon because it's on Amazon Prime right now in HD. So I'll, I'm planning on, I was actually wait, waiting to buy it on Blu-ray, but uh, I can watch it for on Amazon Prime right now. So that's probably going to happen. Um, American Ninja, uh, it's Michael Dudikoff and it's canon uh, and it's from the 80s and it's awesome. It's bad, but it's awesome. I mean, it's Michael Dudikoff kicking butt kind of a total Z-grade Rambo-type knockoff. And uh, if you enjoy this type of thing, watch it. And if you don't, if you are like, ugh, 80s action movie from canon, skip it. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. The Dark Half, Stephen King adaption, 
not one of George Romero's best movies, watchable, but uh, I don't. It's not near as good as I remember it being. In fact, I was planning on reading the book, and after watching the movie, I'm like, ugh, do I really want to read the book? Um, but regardless, it was it was good to watch again. But meh, don't don't run out to watch it. Terror Train. Uh, I think I've talked about this one already on my show. Jamie Lee Curtis on a train with a killer. The end. Awesome. Final Exam is Z Grade. I know I've talked about Final Exam. It is uh, immensely watchable trash. Another soft underbelly, scraping the bottom of soft underbelly material here, but I like it. Uh, it's it's quite watchable. Dolan's Cadillac, on the other hand, is not watchable. It is a terrible piece of trash, and I can't believe that this thing uh, was based off of a Stephen King short story that was very, very good, because everything about his book is in this movie, except it's done wrong. Uh, And I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Die, Monster, Die. Uh, If you're into 60s science fiction, run to watch this movie. It is so cool. Boris Karloff is in it, and it's got the most bizarre type storyline, something about a meteor and aliens and glowing Boris Karloff in this like a glowing version of him and it is weird and it's so good 80 minutes long can't go wrong it's uh it's pg rated uh, harmless sci-fi fun i really like it i've got it on scream factory they released it on blu-ray two evil eyes is uh, george romero dario argento double feature both of which are very good argento's is gorier romero's is better uh certainly watchable very watchable and uh, uh yeah I'm not going to spend much time on that. Wicker Man, five out of five stars. If you haven't seen Wicker Man, then shame on you. That is one of the greatest movies ever made. It is uh, one of the most bizarre nightmares captured on film that you will ever see. And in my humble opinion, I think that this is one of, if not uh, Christopher Lee's best performances. Um, it's it's the ultimate marriage of uh, religious fanaticism and weird, bizarro cult and... One ending that you will never forget. Trust me, it is fantastic. A um, couple others, uh, Gothic, which I already covered on uh, on Movie Freaks. Dead Snow Part 2. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy Dead Snow Part 2. I think it's better than the first one. Squirm, I watched that. I actually have the Arrow UK import of that. And uh, that was actually on Mystery Science Theater. The first time I saw that was on MST3K. And it's hilarious. And so... Um, I had to watch the original version, which is, of course, a lot gorier. It's still equally crappy, but uh, it's it's fun to watch, and especially on high definition. And Arrow, of course, released it in a you know Criterion type packaging, and it's amazing that these movies get that type of love. But Squirm, there it is. Uh, Foxy Brown, and yeah, that that Foxy Brown, the one from this from the seventies with uh, uh, Pam Greer doing her. Charles Bronson, Dirty Harry, Death Wish type uh, knockoff of just black exploitation, and it's fun. It's not great, but I I enjoyed it. Um, Sabotage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not even going to talk about that because it sucked. Uh, New Year's Evil is one that my co-host has been trying to get me to watch for the longest time, and I finally watched it, and I'm happy to report that it is a good movie. It's not great, uh, but it it was a good. 
cheesy little, almost more thriller than horror. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It was it was good. I'm looking forward to rewatching that. I wish that that would be one that I would have watched from early on, like back in the 80s, so that I could have kind of grown up with it and appreciated it more. But uh, for what it is, it, I thought it was very good. Um, what, this isn't soft underbelly material here, but it is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's Conan the Barbarian. If you haven't seen this on Blu-ray, uh, it's the uh, extended version, which it adds a little bit more in the end to kind of bring closure to a couple of uh, plot lines. I, I cannot tell you uh, to run fast enough to run out and get Conan the Barbarian on Blu-ray. It looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. The special features are great. It's one of the greatest things to ever come out of the 80s and, quite frankly, probably my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. This was at when he was just hitting uh, the apex of his popularity. This was before uh, Commando and Predator, but he is just... He's a beast in this thing. And everything that the remake or reboot or whatever you want to call it from a couple years ago gets wrong, this gets right. Uh, I can't tell you fast. Watch it fast, fast, fast. Watch this movie. And even this, the cheesy sequel, it's uh, it, immensely fun. So anyway, um, I'm stumbling over my words because I love Conan the Barbarian so much. Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror is next. That's an anthology movie from none other than Snoop Dogg. And it's uh, it's a breezy 80-minute ghetto horror movie I guess it's okay it's nothing great but it's I've watched it three times so that should tell you something that I'm wasting a lot of my life on shitty movies um okay let's see here the car another z grade movie this here is a dual ripoff dual being uh, from Spielberg James Brolin is in it small town sheriff out to stop a demonic car from running over 70s bad actors it's watchable uh Arrow released it. I picked it up on the cheap, and it's it's fun. Uh, Dress to Kill, another Arrow release that I watched. Brian De Palma, uh, very much Alfred Hitchcock type movie with a lot more sex and violence in it. Uh, but I enjoyed this one. I think that Michael Caine was fantastic in this movie. Everybody was v- fantastic in the movie. It's not the greatest movie ever. It's been kind of dated now, but I really enjoyed the movie for for what it was. Um, Drew Barrymore produced uh, a horror movie also called Animal, and it was terrible. And it's about terrible actors being chased around the woods by a fairly stupid-looking rubber creature thing, and it was awful. Avoid at all costs. Uh, Halloween H2O, uh, one of my favorite uh, in the Halloween series. Purge Anarchy was uh, was good. Uh, I think that they took a, a very novel storyline from the first one and expounded on that. So if you like that storyline, it's that, but just in a wider area. And I liked it. I, I did. I've, I've come around on the, the first purge as well. Uh, these aren't great movies, but they're, they're very watchable. Uh, Snowpiercer. I watched that. Uh, I thought that it was really good. Although I, I thought that it, it's far too long. It was far too long and way too drug out for me. But that's just me personally. I want to watch it again because the visuals are fantastic in it. It's got great acting, a great story, but it just it drug quite a bit in the midsection. Um, big Boss. Now, some of this stuff here, I'm really getting into uh, Movie Freaks stuff that we've already hit on over on Movie Freaks because this is when we were starting up our show. And so these are some of the, the movie roulettes that we were doing. Big Boss was one of mine. Jackie Chan, good movie. Uh, the Initiation, it's a gem in the rough on Netflix, and it's a 80s kind of sort of slasher movie, and I, I dug it. I gave it three and a half out of uh, five stars. 
13 Sins is a remake of a, I believe, a South Korean movie. And uh, it, it's it's good. I, I enjoyed it. I think, I want to say that the director of The Exorcism of Emily Rose directed 13 Sins, and I liked it. It's, 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 it's not the greatest thing, and it's it's one of those where it's a very very good Netflix movie. But it wouldn't have been it would have been one where if I would have seen it in the theater, I'd been like, eh, come on. Um, Bloody Birthday is an '80s early '80s movie that should be that has been kind of lost and should remain lost. It was lousy. Something about kids killing adults, and I don't know why it was not good. Um, Oh boy, uh, there there are so many. I mean, I'm gonna have to just skip over some of this stuff. All cheerleaders die is uh, another crappy Lucky McGee movie. Uh, it was terrible. Dirty Mary Cla- Crazy Larry was uh, was fun as a '70s car chase movie. Um, let's see, Race with the Devil was an even better car chase movie from the '70s, and uh, this one had a satanic cult chasing after. Great '70s actors. I really like that movie. Motel Hell. Finally got a chance to rewatch that, and after I haven't seen that since the days of VHS, and it was average. I was expecting more. I was expecting a gem in the rough, and it was uh, it was not. It was watchable, but eh. Um, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, the R-rated theatrical cut, which is four stars out of five. Versus the one and a half to two star version of the unrated. I've covered that so much in depth. I'm not going to continue with that. Um, let's see here. Uh, I mean, some of this stuff I've, I know I've already covered on my show as well as Movie Freaks. And because of time, I'm really going to start flying through these. Um, Patrick Lives, Netflix Bomb, uh, Lazy, Slow Pace, Poor CGI. It's a movie from Australia. And it's a remake of an already bad movie. The original Patrick was not good. And this is every bit as bad. Quit quit with that movie. It's not a good storyline. It's not good. Uh, Curtains was a long lost 80s Canadian slasher movie. And, um, you know, I, I'm looking here. I gave it two and a half out of five stars and it's slow paced. It has almost no gore in it, but there's a couple scenes in this movie and this movie has a checkered history. This thing was, um, on the, on the Blu-ray, they go through what happened on this movie and uh, nothing good. Trust me happened on this movie. It was, uh, taken away from the director and it wasn't working and somehow they still managed to make a watchable movie out of this and there's a couple scenes in the movie that make the movie worth your time and the movie as a whole isn't that good but there are a couple scenes that I'm like ooh that was really good and really creepy um, and then it falls back into lazy cheesy slasher but uh, it has a name for itself and it's one of those long lost gems and I can see why people uh, really enjoy that movie now, now that I've finally watched it. Uh, King Solomon's Mines, uh, that is pure 80s canon cheese. And that might be one of their cheesiest movies ever. And that's saying a lot. That's canon. But that movie is bad. Ooh, wow. Um, Theater of Blood and four out of five stars. Vincent Price, uh, it's... It's so good. Uh, it's uh, Vincent Price is killing off people that gave his play a bad review, and he's killing them off in ways that Shakespeare wrote, uh, something like that. And it is a blast, and it's quite funny. It's a black comedy, first and foremost. It's kind of a, a gory black comedy. And by gory, it's early 70s gory. So it's the red paint and uh, fake. Yeah, but 
good movie. Good movie for you classic movie fans out there. You should check that out. Um, okay, Serpent in the Rainbow, mediocre Wes Craven movie from the 80s about voodoo. Uh, it, upon rewatching, it was okay, but don't go out of your way to see it. Without Warning is a silly little alien invasion movie from 1979. It has a cult following for some reason. Jack Palace is in it. Uh, it's but it's complete MST3K material. Some of the effects are decent, but it's overlong and it and the the tiny minuscule budget makes it really hard to sit through. Uh, I watched the 2007 French Shocker Inside, and uh, man, is that nasty! Uh, my, I know my co-host isn't a big fan of that movie, but I continue to watch it, and it continues to just gross me out and creep me out. I thought that was a good movie. Um, uh, a pregnant woman is being uh, being terrorized by this woman who wants to extract her baby out of her belly. And it's a home invasion movie, and it is brutal. Brutal movie. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Abominable Dr. Fibes, another Vincent Price movie. Not near as good as Theater of Blood, but it is a good movie. It was certainly interesting to watch, but it's not one that you have to run out to see. Uh, Romano Scavolini, Scavolini's 1980 movie Nightmare is one of the sickest slasher movies ever made. And it's right there with uh, William Lustig's Maniac from around that time as well. And it's something about that. Uh, something about Nightmare is um, it, it's, it oozes slime and grease and gruel and it's just gross. Uh, I'm going to talk about that movie in, in much more in depth at a later date just because uh, Nightmare is soft underbelly material through and through. Dr. Fives Rises Again is a very poor sequel to the very good good Dr. Fives. I watched that one and it was meh. Deadly Eyes is a 1980s uh, killer rat movie, like a mutant rat movie. And the mutant rats are actually little wiener dogs with, uh, with little pelts wrapped around them or something like that. It's hysterical, and it's, it's bad. But it's, it's very, very watchable. I own it on Blu-ray, and I liked it. Um, okay, Toxic Avenger. already covered that. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, one of my all-time favorite comedies. Uh, watched another Outpost movie. These Outpost movies are not good. Um, Leviathan uh, is on Blu-ray, one of the greatest 80s creature features. Um, I, I've, watched, I've talked about so many movies on my show already, I forget if I talked about Leviathan or not, but Leviathan's fantastic. Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Troma, I, I like it. The Crazies, and this one here is the old George Romero version, and here is one where the remake is certainly better than the original. And the original is okay, but it's very, very, very dated. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those movies that it's a checklist for me movie because I'm a horror guy, so I have to watch it, but I won't watch it again. Um, Death Spa... Uh, Cheesy '80s slasher movie set in a spa, and it's got uh, it's got slasher undertones and supernatural undertones, and it's bizarre. Um, but you know, it's it's watchable, I guess. Blood on Satan's Claw is a, a British Gothic horror movie, something about an evil in a small town. The title is the best thing about the movie. It's it's uh, not one that you have to chase down to see. Um, Hell of the Living Dead, a Lucio Fulci ripoff. Uh, it's not his movie. Uh, the director of Troll Part 2 made this movie. 
uh, it's bad, really bad. And he also made Rats Knights of Terror, which I watched. Um, that's everything that needs to be said is said there. Rats Knights of Terror. It's about rats, and it's uh, set in the future. You see, and it's got Italian actors. You see. Um, but it was actually kind of good. Um, okay, Here Comes the Devil. I talked about that over on Movie Freaks. Love that movie. Can't wait to watch that again. The uh, um, Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair. Uh, the, uh, there's a 3D movie called Static that I watched. Um, I'm running out of time. So I, uh, now I'm getting into stuff that I've already covered on my show. Invaders from Mars, Prom Night, like the original Prom Night, Graduation Day. Uh, watched a movie called Alien 2 on Earth, which I'll be covering that more later on this show. It's an Italian alien movie. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, um, at this point, we're pretty much getting into stuff that I've already talked about. Uh, being just getting close to the end of the year here, like on my list, Firestarter, uh, the Den, which is on Netflix, which was a which was a very serviceable Netflix horror movie. Cabin Fever, I rewatched that. Watched a couple more Friday the Thirteenth movies, um, but uh, yeah, I I can't go fast, and I'm just I literally at this point I'm just saying titles of movies. So um, that is truly going to do it for the year in review because at this point, pretty much everything else that I've seen I've covered in some way, shape, or form on the show. Uh, so. But that, this has given me a good base to go on for the next uh, couple episodes and the next couple months, hopefully, as well. So I hope that you've enjoyed my year in review. I hope that maybe there's a movie in there that you might be like, ah, I should watch that. That, that sounded pretty good. Um, or I've steered you clear of something, hopefully. Dr. Fibes Rises Again would be one. Stay away from that one. That's bad. Um, so anyway... You can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions or comments or movies I should watch or movies that I should not watch. And uh, make sure that you stay tuned for the upcoming Movie Freaks episode coming soon to YouTube and Facebook as well. And then our friends over at Cinema's Sidekicks. Uh, They are, of course, doing great stuff over there, dealing with a lot of new release stuff and talking current event stuff. And it's always great to hear what they have to say about the world of cinema. So I have uh, had a good time talking about my year in review. I seriously could have spent probably a full, uh, if if I would have spaced it out, I could have easily spent a whole week on that, if not even more, but I want to get to new stuff. So uh, out with the old and with the new, that's going to do it for me today. Thanks again for listening. I'm Eugene Weaver and until next time.